Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Hey guys, uh, Andy here and Dave, another Tuesday tune-in. Um, yeah, you you had the privilege of having Dave and only Dave last week. So yeah, um, I did manage I don't know, to catch a little bit. I don't Dave. know if that's I don't know if that's quite a privilege, and <laughs> or a uh, or a burden. Um. <laughs> nah, mate, you 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 did a really good job. But yeah, I hope uh, everyone is having an awesome week. Uh, beautiful weather here in the UK at the moment, especially in South Wales. So yeah, we're trying to trying to make the most of it. I mean, some of us, you know, we go to certain lengths to to make the most of the weather. But some of us crash our, our mountain bikes, don't we, Dave? Yes. Yes, we do. Like an idiot. And um, yeah, it's. Uh, How you feeling? I'm all right, mate. You know, I'm all right. I've, uh, yeah. you know, heads okay, necks okay, spines okay. So they're the three main bits. You know, if they're okay, the rest of you's okay. As far as I'm concerned, even if that's yeah. not strictly true, because my knee is knackered. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like as I look down now, there's a giant air balloon where my kneecap used to be. So that's. Uh, but yeah, but you know what? Like happy, you know. Yeah. Got good spirits. Happy to be still doing the live, you know, from my parents' living room. Um, you no, know, it's slightly different yeah. to uh, slightly different today, mate. Yeah, not from the office, not from home. In the parents now. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I try. I tried to go to my flat, um, but to get up to my flat, I've got to go up like two sets of stairs, yeah. and uh, I just didn't have it in me, mate. <laughs> I just didn't have it in me. So all the creature comforts yeah. at home for a week, I think, before I'll go back. Well, we I know we always talk about people's Everest uh, being different. So your Everest is literally the stairs at the moment. Uh, my Everest is literally the stairs at the moment. Yeah, I mean my knee is the size of Everest at the minute, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, my Everest is uh, yeah. Good to see loads of people joining as always. Got some great numbers. Uh, hey, James, Heather, Brian, Mark, Jim, Shona. Oh, Evertrex on it. Great stuff. Um, yeah, Sitel, Steve, Amanda, Shona, Scott, Mark, Mick, Haley, Lee. Lovely message from you, Lee. I did say you, you sent to Dave. Um, yeah, just, and Dave, I, I don't want to steal your thunder with this, but you had some lovely messages. Um, yeah, it was amazing. It's weird. Totally, completely didn't expect i mean it's it's just, it's just i don't know overwhelming it made the difference i tell you i tell you that it made the difference um yeah it's strange like you know i say into it like people around like i've been injured before I've been injured loads man you, you ride yeah. bikes and you go to the mountains you're gonna hurt yourself and it's never really affected like my mental state before you know i've just been okay so now i have a bad leg okay now i've hit my head you know it's fine yeah um, but this one yeah really really knocked me for six to be honest with you and um yeah, like Saturday night when I finally got back from the hospital, I was like lying in bed and yeah, I was like really, really low. And then I don't know, I just checked my phone and already it was just flowing in. Sunday morning yeah. I checked. And so honestly, each and every single one of you that's ever sent like sent me a message, um, I think I owe about 400 beers now. Those <laughs> <laughs> my beer tab has gone up. But honestly, it really, really, yeah. <laughs> really made the difference. You know, it, it Honestly, it, it changed my mental state from, oh, poor me, poor me, to, right, let's have it. <laughs> you know, and it was like, it, yeah, amazing. No, Dave, obviously a very difficult situation, but, you know, I, I know where, you know, speaking to you probably early Sunday morning to, to kind of the last couple of days, I mean, I've, you know, I know it, it must be hard. I know there's a lot of people on here who have been through similar challenges. When I sent the email out Monday morning, we had so many people sharing their kind of experiences of going through 
maybe similar things with the legs, with injuries coming back. And, you know, we always like to, sometimes the topics that we we create for for these tune-ins, you know, sometimes we plan ahead. Sometimes they're just, I'm going to talk about this today. And sometimes they fall into our lap, Dave, or, or, or fall or fall off your bike, yes. um, you know. <laughs> so yes. we did. But we did. We, we we were talking about injuries a lot. Really, the last few weeks in terms of doing a live about it, and we thought, right, well, let's do it today. Um, you know, because it is part and parcel of adventure travel, of doing stuff, of being active. You're going to get injuries. You, you know these yeah. kind of things, and um, and I, we always do get questions around. You know, what's the aftermath of that? You know, how do you recover? Uh, what training do you would you kind of do? Uh, you know. It, do people kind of get something and, and pick a target and aim for that? And we thought, you know, it's, it's a good shout, Dave. And you come up with some really good questions because I, I suppose that now you asked yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? So, I mean, I've, I've talked loads, you know. We've talked on here about sort of rehab. And I've had loads of emails from, you know, customers that have had sort of knee injuries and back injuries yeah. and stuff like that. And I've always talked about it, you know, anecdotally, really. Like, I've yeah. learned information from others but this is probably the first the only the first injury that i've had i mean i've knocked myself out on the bike i've ended up with stitches i've pulled something in my back before but you kind of just get along but um but this one so just to sort of recap i was riding my mountain bike on saturday in wales and doing some downhill trails and having a fun day with uh, my mate john the great bald yeti and yeah yeah it was just a freak accident you know it was just um got onto a bit of loose bit of the trail lost the front end went over the bars and as i went over the bars my foot got caught in the bike frame yeah so all of my weight all of my momentum then you know pulled the knee apart and you hear it's strange you know you hear the ligament sort of i don't know whether it tore or snapped you know mri will tell me that but um but yeah, when I hit the ground, I thought my leg was broke. It was the first thing that I thought because I'd never felt that before. So I thought, right, I broke my leg. I'm in the middle of nowhere on a mountain in Wales, surrounded by trees. There's no way for a helicopter to get me. There's just nothing, yeah. <laughs> you know. And club, Dave. What, what's that about? I know. Yeah, mate. I, the first thing I thought to do is I'm going to ring a news and get a chopper. Like, you know. And then I was like, no. So, yeah, I broke my leg, and it was it was ironic. Like after the panic had passed, and yeah, I was I was literally just lying there thinking this is one fine mess I've got myself into now. How am I going to get myself out? And then, yeah. you know, I, honestly, I, I then I felt my leg and I thought, well, it doesn't feel broke, doesn't feel like it's damaged. Maybe I'm just being a bit of a wuss, you know. So I literally crawl over, find a tree, pull myself up by a tree, put some weight on the leg, and it just folded underneath me like a bit of wet spaghetti. It was just, there's oh. nothing supporting no the support. knee. So then I was like, okay. Now I'm in real trouble. I mean, those were my exact words. Um, But I was like, (laughs) you know, and yeah. yeah, And then John came back to help me. But unfortunately, you're on such a narrow, steep trail that there's no real way to receive the help. So I just thought, well, I'm overthinking this. I'm just going to scoot down on my ass. So I just (laughs) sat down with my two hands and just like literally pulled myself down the track, you know, sort of like a really, really budget you know into the void <laughs> i hope you still have your gopro recording mate uh, uh do you know what? i took my gopro off after i landed oh. so um yeah I, I in retrospect i wish i'd kept it rolling but yeah I'm ready to land in, into the void newport style you know yeah exactly but at <laughs> the time i really really didn't 
I wasn't in the mood, <laughs> you know, to capture all of this. I don't know why. I wish I did, but at the time, I was—I'll be honest—it was a bit. It was a bit of fear as well. Like I was a bit terrified, yeah. and I was thinking, yeah. like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get down. Like, what am I going to do? Spend like it's going to take me two days. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily, like um, the mountain bike community, and you know, which in my mind they're part of the mountain community. You know, it's got the word mountain in it. Bikers, climbers, trekkers, hikers—we're all yeah. part of the same community, and they're all really yeah. happy to help. So when the guys came along and helped me, it was um, we figured out a method and and got me down. So that was that was yeah. Cool. Well, mate, was we got it. you back. We got you back on the live. I was thinking, will he make the live? Will he? We take it in turns. But mate, well done for for joining us. I know, um, obviously, you you, you got some painkillers, and you've. Uh, you might have to join oh, yeah. us, mate. Yeah, they don't, go, they don't go far from. <laughs> you know, they, they, they yeah, were in harm's reach. Yeah, like oh. honestly, like fucking an epidural. But uh, <laughs> but honestly, it was yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it was one of those. I remember like I texted you and you called me literally when I was in the hospital, and yeah. I was like really down. And I remember saying to you, "I'm just so gutted about this." And and then you know your words were, I think they were even like, "Dave, I don't know if you want to hear it, but you know." stay positive it will make a difference and i actually did need to hear it and um you know because the world is over when you do something like this you can't yeah. walk all the yeah. trips that i planned you know we were aconcagua it's all you know in my mind it was all gone um but actually yeah it was it was strange like just really really honestly the ever trekkers pulled me out of that funk you know the and and you know that, that's the yetis you guys everybody like just the just everyone it was like it's it's strange when i think it's the, the difference between trying to run a marathon on your own and trying to run a marathon when the streets are full of everyone supporting you you know nice. both is equally as hard but one of them gives you a real boost and changes your mood and your mindset and yeah i feel uh i feel great yeah um, yeah and I, I, i've also noticed that evertrek have noticed that yes this is my slacks okay i'm in my pajamas pretty much you know getting downstairs um, takes me 20 minutes so the at least it's not do. um at least it's not a nurse outfit which i know uh bry was was very happy to um Brian's you know, a legend yeah photoshop my head onto a nurse outfit yeah you could have asked i would have provided you with a picture bry to use uh maybe next time um but <laughs> yeah uh, nurse andy is uh has tried to take care of dave i mean i, I you, I got your laptop to you, Dave. You did um, get my laptop to me, mate. Yeah, thank you very much. You got my laptop to me. Um, you just need yeah. one of those bells now. That's what you, I'm sure your, yeah. your parents will be happy with that. Or walkie talkies. Walkie you know? talkies. That yeah, great, I, I think they were. <laughs> yeah, my parents were really super enthusiastic about me moving back in, it must be said. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, but Dave, um, obviously, there's, you know, when, when we always think about Tuesday tune ins and, and, and trying to find some value for, for everyone. You know, there's a lot of, of learns, I think, that we can all take from these kind of things. And, uh, you know, when, when bad things do happen, you know, how you bounce back to to kind of get on the road you were already on or even maybe a different road to, to yeah. the, you know, the, the same challenge or different route to it. And and that's what we wanted to, to kind of talk about because, you know, I didn't realize that there's a lot of Evertrekkers, more than I probably thought to have had injuries. Some of you guys, I, some of the stories, I think one was from um, Tracy, who had pleasure come on training weekend with us back uh, about three years ago now. Yeah. And um, I didn't realize at the time that she had got run over by a motorbike and then uh, she couldn't really kind of walk. And it was, uh, she, she was doing a, a marathon. Sorry, I'm trying to remember the story now, but I think it was, um, she couldn't run, but she could walk. So she wanted to prove that she could do that by getting to Everest base camp. So she booked and went to Everest base camp and proved that she could do that, which I found like massively inspiring. 
and um you know i love stories like that you know people have yeah. got hit by a motorbike and yet they they, they want to get something in to work towards that will almost drag them along that will motivate them to to kind of get up and okay right i'm not going to mope around and complain about this i'm actually going to do something and i'm going to work my butt off to get to where i want to be and you know i like i really like that you know from 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 up here i know you know you can't necessarily just repair the body through your mind but i tell you what just by thinking maybe a little bit more positively and having these things in place um you know and and, and having that outlook of okay i'm going to look forward to that i'm going to work towards that it can it can make all the difference um yeah. and dave and i know you're you're naturally out that way anyway and there's no doubt that you'll be you'll be on uh, the mountains in no time yeah well i thought i was you know it actually took me by surprise you know saturday mm-hmm. um how down about it i was you know yeah and how low and sort of you know just really downhearted about it and to, <laughs> the world was over you know saturday i was i was genuinely really upset about it on saturday um but now it's Tuesday, you know, a few days forward, and um, I feel completely different. And part of that is that I did have my mindset changed by, you know, people like yourself, people like all the ever trekkers that have messaged me. You know, I had yeah. a message last night from Victoria, um, really nice, just out the blue. You know, I've never met her before. Um, yeah. and she was telling me a story about she was injured and, and was told that she'd never be able to train again. She was a martial artist. Okay. Um, and, you know, was told that, you know, her black belt would, be something she was never going to achieve but actually she persevered and kept it in her mind and didn't take no for an answer and now i think she's like three or four dan or something like that you know so and there's little stories like that that just keep me going and i remember the first thing that i think you said to me was you know me and andy had previously discussed about the possibility of doing tupcal at the end of the year yeah um and i remember andy going right then dave tupcal by november and I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, all right. Let's, I have to give you a goal. I have to give you a target. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, it, it's it, it's all I'm thinking about. It's, it's all I'm thinking about. I'm obsessed with the idea. Like, you know, of, 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 of Tupacal, Penavan, of riding my bike again, you know, and it's like, you know, not to be too dramatic. I know I'm going to repair, but right now I can't do any of those things. I can't even yeah. walk. Yeah. You know, I've got... I'm not the bionic man over here with my male crutches, you know, but, um, yeah, that's my, that's my plan, you know, is yeah. I'm going to have a goal, something to work towards a reason to kind of push forward through yeah. the pain of rehabilitation and stuff like that. And it's also great to hear from people that have been through this type of thing as well, because for once yeah. I'm not necessarily the one giving all the information I'm receiving it, you know, but what I really do hope is that maybe, you know, if someone's actually injured now and, and hears that, you know, there's someone else going, going through it like right now or if someone listens back on this and their knee is destroyed and they feel like Kilimanjaro or Everest base camp is off the cards that it, it, it absolutely isn't you know and I'm not going to accept no for an answer yeah 100%. well Dave I mean we've had um you know just I know Lauren's um sort of managing the comments and on the phones as we like to say she's got a couple of um not necessarily questions but kind of uh, statements Tara uh, no questions but just wanted to wish you Dave and hope for speedy recovery sending out good vibes um you, I think it was guy called brett um uh, i think a guy called sorry uh, anyone called brett um i don't want to say because i'll probably get it wrong uh hey dave had a quad tendon repair surgery january 2020 rehab was tough i was running again in july wishing you a speedy recovery yes brett jim uh jim blues i know you probably he was asking how's the leg Haley, i uh, hope you're doing well dave uh ramona of course how are you dave um rebecca 
Papior A. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your name. Um, I, I wouldn't pronounce it wrong, but Rebecca, I'm going to go with that. Um, how are you getting on, Dave? Um, another good question. Brian makes a very good point, actually, and there's there's probably something in this, and that is the plot thickens. The bald yeti was with you. John is after your job. Yeah, he actually went ahead of me as well. Um, I didn't see the I didn't see the banana peel. Um, but you know, I'm not. <laughs> there's a possibility that he put it there. To be fair, like if anyone goes over to my my uh, my Instagram page, I'm not begging for followers. You don't have to follow me. But there's a um, there's a there's a little video there of the accident, and um, and you know that sketch where you have like this. It's like a ground squirrel or something going like Alan, Alan, Alan. <laughs> you know, when I crashed my bike and hit the ground, like the first thing I did was go like John, 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 yeah. because I knew because I thought. Um, he was the only person around that could help me. So yeah, to be fair to John, you know, if he's um, if he, if he's after my job, you know, he he could have just asked. <laughs> you, know, you know, me maybe we could have employed him to do something. You know, there's no need to take out a yeti to become a yeti. <laughs> you know, he's already a yeti. He's the great. Yeah, bald he's already yeti. a great bald yeti. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And um, yeah, but honestly, I had loads of really funny comments like Bry is, you know, some of the stuff he was putting was cracking me up. Um, uh, Mark B. Croft as well. He was he was loving the banter. Um, Yeah. So to be honest, yeah, yeah, I had some lovely, lovely, super caring messages. And then I had some less caring messages that are equally as important. (laughs) Like they do crack (laughs) me up, to be fair. So, yeah, keep them coming. While you're talking about Alan, um, uh, Alan Smith. uh, Hey, Alan. uh, Nice to see you on here. Uh, Namaste, Team Evertrek. Um, You're doing... Couple of mountains, which I can't pronounce. Uh, tomorrow, twenty uh, first, seven a.m. Victoria Bridge car park. Anyone interested? Drop Alan a message. Uh, always I'll good. I'll give it a miss if it's all right, Al. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave, you're not allowed. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyone else? Because uh, one thing I've seen over the last couple of weeks, which has been fantastic, by the way, is lots of ever trekkers getting together. And you know, because now restrictions are lifted, and they're getting out there and doing some training, doing some hiking. And I love that. Um, obviously, I know you know when we start doing the training weekends in August, uh, which is the first one we're doing. Obviously, I can't wait to see the guys that booked in. I know we've got quite a lot of people on the September one already now. But outside of that, you know, it's great to see the community getting together and going out. And um, apparently, uh, according to the one from last week, I heard it was, it was pretty much a Tuesday tune-in on a trek. So, uh, yeah, uh, by all the questions and, and, and kit and all those things were discussed, and that's... Uh, Mate, you, um, you, that's you, right. you leave you leave me on my own on a Tuesday tune in, mate. And I'm only going to choose one topic. <laughs> but um, that's actually one of my first goals. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm going to yeah. be on the training weekend no matter what, even yeah. if I'm just back at the uh, back at the accommodation uh, with cold beverages for your return. But my goal is, yeah, I'm going to be I'm going to be hiking that in in uh, August. Maybe I'll maybe I'll teach everyone mountain pace and hang around at the back. <laughs> you know, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I hope you know. I hope yeah. By then. See what the MRI says, um, and, then, and, then, and then go from there. I think yeah. it's the best. But TubeCal is, um, yeah, it's a good good target to go for. Um, and Dave, no doubt you'll be on there, mate. You'll be flying up for no yeah. time. Um, but right, yeah. I mean, I mean, the question we, we talked then, Dave, about today is, you know, how do you how do you physically and, and, and mentally recover from a serious injury? You know, it's a big it is a big question. Yeah. You know, and I know we haven't got all the answers. Uh, you know, because we're going through it, but you know. Where should we start with that? I mean, obviously, the, the physical I mean, side is obvious, but the mental side is probably the most challenging, right? It, it was the most challenging um, because your physical side hey, will get better. Yeah, your physical side will get better without you really having to do anything. You just it's a yeah. it's an A to B to C. It may be physically painful and it may be tiresome, um, but it's a but it's a certainty. 
I think the mental side of it, you know, like potentially, you know, you've had some hopes and dreams in play for a long time and something like this happens and then they 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 seem to fall by the wayside that can be very difficult to recover from and 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 for some you know maybe yeah. maybe impossible but i don't i don't believe it is impossible and i think one also informs the other as well so i think you know treating my physical recovery like a challenge is kind of helping as well so yeah. i have that mindset that now my the physical recovery for the knee to get the knee you know functional again and get it stronger or stronger than it was before that's that's a goal now that's a goal like reaching base camp was that was a goal like yeah. getting to killy was that's a goal like anything <clears throat> i've ever decided to take on that's that's a challenge now yeah um so you know the idea now is to yeah just i i gotta have the mri okay so that's a little bit of progress towards it after yeah. the mri you know hopefully i won't need an op but if i do fine that's the next one and then it's what have i got to do after the op and it's step by step by step but all the while in my mind i'm treating it like um you know, like an, like something I'm going to achieve. Yeah. And then further on from that, it's like, well, then what am I going to achieve? Well, actually now some in Tupcal, um, you know, even like, you know, doing a day on the training weekend or like, you know, going on a, a bike ride again. These are all things that I'm sort of now striving towards, like more actively than I was before. I perhaps took for granted that I could just catch a plane and climb a mountain or catch a plane and yeah. go here or there now i don't even know if i could make it up the steps to the plane <laughs> so so you know it's a uh, yeah that's what it is i think the mental side of it is key and yeah. what really brought that home is how i felt the difference between sort of saturday night and kind of sunday monday yeah. you know it was almost a complete 180 like saturday was all doom and gloom and i was like right it's over you yeah. know not that it's over forever but you know everything that i had planned this year you know post covid you know everything that we have planned you know to do with you know the the awesome trips and training weekends yeah. and seeing people and riding my bike all of that stuff is now gone and then i had to reprogram my mind a little bit and that's yeah. where the positivity helps and be like well it's not gone you know yeah. this is this is a setback you know it's not the end of the road exactly so, yeah. it's just the start of a new road david it just you just had to you know it's just a different route to the same same goal exactly yeah and yeah. you know you forget about all the stuff that I've read and all the stuff that I've regurgitated about all the amazing feats that have been completed by people, you know, like, like that into the void. Um, yeah. You know, I can't, his name escapes me now, but it'll come back. He's Simon the one. Lowe, is it? No, he was Comrade oh, Anchors. Friend. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm you sorry. Know. That was Jeff Lowe, wasn't it? Um, yeah. It'll come back to me. The ever trekkers will know. Um, yeah. yeah. And I was, you know, I had to crawl half a mile down a trail, nothing compared to what he had to do. And then, you know, all those stories of like grand exploits on mountains and things like that. Athletes that have like completely blew their knee out or injured themselves and yeah. then come back to be even better than they were before. So um, yeah, it makes a difference. Joe Simpson. That's it. Joe, Dad Simpson, knows. Yeah. Joe Simpson. And it was a guy called Simon Yates, wasn't it? it was, uh, that was it. it was the yeah. Guy, the other guy, but um, yeah, mate, nice. No, it's always good to get yeah, to see where you're at, Dave. And, and obviously, you know, like we don't have all the answers. I know that, you know, essentially once you, once you're able to train, um, you know, cause that was one of the questions, you know, what, like what training do I do to, to get back into it? And I yeah, think I mean, just to be transparent, isn't it? Is essentially, you know, like I, I would definitely speak to a specialist cause I think it depends on the injury because we do get questions sometimes someone has a dodgy knee, uh, someone that might have, um, you know, an ankle injury or, um, maybe it's not necessarily, um, a big injury, but they've got like, um, maybe got like a chronic illness or something that affects 
their yeah. way they walk. And I think sometimes it's it's hard to kind of say, okay, do this, because it's um it's not a one shoe fits all thing, really. It's yeah, uh, you know, we, we do say, okay, definitely speak to, to experts when it comes to that. Start with, you know, might be the people that know you best if that's your GP or uh, maybe even if, if, if you've got like a personal trainer or someone that knows you and knows your body like you and then can 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 build a plan and say, OK, right, let's work on a, um, you know, this, uh, you know, 12 to 18 week program um, starting nice and easy and building up to an actual when you're going to go for it. Um, you know, and, and don't forget, um, we've got the, the, the guys, at the Altitude Center as well, which, um, you know, we like to reach out to. I mean, you know, they do take the scientific approach, but they're yeah. also personal trainers as well regarding the fitness side of it. So they do know their stuff with that. Um, obviously they're all about altitude. So, you know, it's our bag, um, you know, so don't forget to, to kind of reach out to those guys. And, and, you know, if you booked on a trip with us, you can just fill in that form in your members area and one of those guys can reach out to you. Um, you know, and they're open back up now. So they're based in, in London and the Midlands. So yeah, yeah definitely, um, definitely give them a shout as well. If you know, you, you're kind of working on any sort of training specific for that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, I think you know pursue pursue the um, the recovery of your sort of injury like ferociously, yeah. you know, and don't like don't accept no for an answer. I mean, the, I have to be honest. All the everyone that I've seen so far who's you know in the medical world that has has been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I am you know open to pursuing like every avenue for recovery. Every avenue for recovery. I'm not willing to sort of wait months yeah. and months to kind of see how things go i mean i've been doing so much research on knee injuries i feel like since saturday now i've learned more about knee injuries than i have in a previous like 38 years of my life <laughs> you know so there are lots of different options out there you know there are i mean the nhs is fantastic um and you know really they, they really saved my bacon on saturday when i arrived there that was it was great but yeah. you know you might have to wait a long time for an mri there are companies out there that you can go and book an mri with you know and it, between three and 500, I reckon, probably for a private MRI. So definitely yeah. not cheap, um, but definitely worth worth it if, you know, if it just yeah. feeds you along. And that's kind of my thoughts now, you know, it's like I don't, I'm not rushing my recovery. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to recover as quickly as I can. Yeah. So if a doctor or, or a consultant tells me to get from point A to point B is going to take six weeks, then it's going to take six weeks, you know, but if there's a way that I can do it in four weeks, <laughs> you know, then I'll do it in four weeks. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, there's a couple of stories here just reading, you know, and, and thanks for your comments, guys. And any any questions, don't forget to drop them in. Um, and I know we're talking about injuries and things, but if there's anything else, I know, um, Jerome, we'll come to your question now. You've asked about uh, wearing in boots um, and things like that. But, yeah, um, some great little stories here. I know Mick, um, you know, um, I know your good lady uh, was ill um, a while back. And um, I know you you kind of built up the challenges, didn't you? Um, you know, and it was a physical goal. I'm just, just after her treatments, just reading it. Did Penavan, Snowden, and the zipline Snowden. I haven't done that yet. It looks awesome, by the way. Yeah. Um, and very inspirational. Carry that on. Keep hydrated, Nick. But yeah, I know, um, you know, you've all got kind of a lot of your own personal journeys. Um, yeah, thanks for sharing as well, because, um, you know, I always want to, we always like to be transparent and open. And, you know, if you can share those stories with us, like, you know, we can learn from you guys as well as, as, as the other way around. So, yeah, thanks for, for sharing those with us, guys. Um, yeah. We really uh, we really value it. Um, but, yeah, Dave, should we answer some more questions? I, I, I do have the one around um, 
how long would you break? It's typical you use the word break in this. Um, <laughs> yeah. How long to break in a new pair of boots? Uh, that's Jerome. Um, ah, Jerome, how's it going? Um, it depends on the boots, to be honest. It really, really does. So I've, it's, and it, it really does depend on the, what they're made of as well. But I would say it depends more on the boot because the Mandel boot hands, obviously, they're a leather <laughs> boot. Um, they're a leather boot, which history would tell you they need some serious wearing in before you'll take them on a trip. Yeah. But actually, they wore it like they required no wearing in. I think, Andy, you had the same experience. You put them on yeah. and they were comfy from the get-go. There was no blisters, yeah, yeah. no rubbing, perfectly fine and comfortable. Then I had a pair of uh, the, the La Sportivas um, that were like a synthetic material. They were Gore-Tex boots, but like, you know, the synthetic stuff. And um, they required a remarkable amount. I, I haven't worn them in. <laughs> like, you know, I wore them on the Glencoe Challenge. On the um, challenge, yeah, I wore well <laughs> because I, I got a bit complacent because I had a few pairs of boots in a row that didn't really require much wearing in. So I was like, ah, be fine. I'll wear them on the Glencoe Challenge, twenty-six miles. That'll be a great way to uh, to uh, wear them in. And um, yeah, it wore my feet out. So I was, I was <laughs> like, I was completely ruined yeah. by the end of it. So honestly, it depends on the boots. My advice yeah. is. When people talk about wearing them in, that doesn't necessarily mean hiking in them. When I get a new pair of boots, I'll wear them casually for a week. Yeah, around um, the house. And right, yeah, exactly. Office, you know, go to the office, round the shops, in the house, yeah. going out, put them on. And that way you'll get a feel for them before you even take them on the mountains. Um, you know, maybe do like a mile or two just round the roads and something like that. And yeah. you'll, you'll soon figure out if they need wearing in or not. Um, so my advice would be to do that. Um, go on a little walk, you know, not necessarily in the mountains, somewhere close to home. Yeah. Um, wear them casually around wherever you go for a week or two and, and then hit the mountains with them. If you're really that worried about them, just bring a pair of like lighter ones or yeah. even like trainers in your rucksack. Because although I don't recommend using trainers for hiking, um, I would have um, threw my last Sportivas away and worn those trainers if I, if I had thought to bring some. They're really good boots, to be fair. They're really, really, really yeah. good boots. But as I figured out, last Sportivas are actually quite narrow as well. Um, so yeah, they, they, they don't tend to suit me. <laughs> yeah, no, Jerome said five days should be enough. Um, yeah, essentially, you know, these days, I think a lot of boots don't necessarily need walking in. That being said, you know, we always advise, you know, before going on a, an Everest Base Camp trek or anything, well, you know, get out and, and trial them. Um, I was speaking to, to Doug, who I believe is on, on the live. Um, and yeah, he who climbed Kilimanjaro with us has been to every space camp as well. And he had a new pair of, pair of winter boots. And um, I think the first day or two he tried them, it caused some rubbing, a bit of blisters. Now he's he's kind of loves them, uses them. Um, you know, but they are proper winter mountaineering boots. Um, you know, they're crampon compatible. So yeah, yeah. You make sure you use the right boot for the right scenario as well. And I know that seems a bit nuts because you're kind of thinking, geez, you know, how many boots do I need? If you're Dave, you've probably got a few. But um essentially you know you want to there's some all-rounders out there that are good in the mountains when it's dry mountains where it's wet and when there's snow um you know but if you're into your specialist gear you're going to get those that are harder that might need more wearing in especially if you're going above six thousand meters yeah. because you know they, they are if you're not used to hard boots and rigid boots because crampons um crampon boots and mountaineering boots are rigid then, you know, that does surprise some people. So, yeah, wear those around the house for sure. And if you can, if, if you've got the chance, try and use them on the mountains if you can for a little bit. But yep. things like Mainel Bhutans, you know, we got like North Face boots that, that I use the Hedgehog GTX first three or four times to base camp. Um, you know, you've got 
<clears throat> Scarpa, excuse me, um, you know, most of them, they don't really need, they're that good, they don't need wearing in with the right insole. Um, yeah, so so do that. So, but Jerome, five days for you, mate, that's fine. Um, what's the next question, Dave? <laughs> um, yeah, having a quick look. I mean, there's lots of really nice comments coming in, you know, about yeah, yeah. people's experiences and stuff like that. Um, Stephen White there saying about his stroke and his recovery. So that's amazing. Yeah, I love um, that. Having a quick all, look, so. Sorry, Dave. Always remember there is always light at the end of the tunnel. Unfortunately, some t- tunnels are longer than others. Wise words, Stephen. I love that. Exactly. Um, Haley Lou Brimble, uh, polls, do they help prevent injury? Um, yeah. or likely to cause them, have found them helpful for balance going downhill as my ankles give away that easily. Poles won't cause an injury. I mean, if you fall and flay them around, they might cause injury to someone around you, yeah. um, <laughs> like yeah. get one in the eye. But no, poles um, definitely prevent injury. They definitely yeah. help look after your knees. I'll probably be a bit, you know, a hardcore pole user for a while now. Um, but um, no, so going uphill, um, what they actually do is you tend to put them out in front of you and you get your arms involved. Yeah. In and you, you know you sort of sync with your leg motion. So what happens is that your your arms are actually using some of their power to propel you up the hill, which takes some of the pressure off the legs. Yeah. The real key point is going downhill. So you tend to extend them a bit longer, put them out in front of you, and use your arms again and the poles to support some of your weight. Um, that way, it takes. I, I'm not sure what it is. Is it 20% off each knee or yeah, something like that? Thirty-five percent. Um, yeah, it's quite high. It's uh, you know, it's a hell of a difference over like you know twelve twelve days of walking, say. Yeah, exactly. Know. Especially if to... you got if you're struggling with an injury. Yeah. Uh, a past injury, or you get you have maybe knees that have had you know they're just grinding and grinding. Having um, support like trekking poles, I think Dave, you're definitely going to find them useful. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. You know, going to be very valuable. Yeah, I mean, I used them already, but perhaps it's not everywhere i go so they're always in my rucksack no matter what i tend mm. to use them going downhill more than uphill um because i don't really have too yeah. much trouble going uphill but downhill yeah my knee um, my right knee we i used to consider my knees i said a left or right it was good and bad um, but now i'm gonna have to go back to left and right again because they're both bad <laughs> um, but yeah so yeah. um yeah going downhill it, it, it does take a lot of the pressure off your knees um, and will provide you with stability as well. So, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, you'll have pretty much when you're stood still four points of contact with the ground when you walk in at least three um, instead of two. So, yeah, it makes a massive difference. Yeah, nice. Uh, Lucy Bagley's on the live as well. Lucy, nice to see you on the live. Uh, one of our historic ever trekkers. <laughs> um, yeah, nice to see you. She's asking about the, the Hocker One One. Dave, I know you've, I, I, I know I've used them. I know you've used them, Dave. Um, yeah. Yeah, just struggling to find someone that stocks them. I ordered them from the Hocker One One website. Or direct? Um, yeah, direct, yeah. So I just went on their website, bought them direct. They get posted yeah. from Amsterdam. Okay. Um, so there might be a little bit of a delay now because of the uh, the posting things with Brexit. Yeah. I know I've had a couple of delays. But other than that, no, they were really good. They arrived within a week, and I, I got them direct from there. Um, if they're out of stock there, I'd probably be inclined to send them an email or use a store locator or something like that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, good old eBay. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, they are really good boots, and they're always bringing out different different things, and they're very colourful. Um, yeah, if, if you if you wear them, Lucy, you're not you're definitely gonna um, one of the most colourful people on the mountain. But that's that's fine. We like a yeah. bit of colour. We can spot you from afar. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully you you find some. Um, let us know if you do find anywhere that is a reliable stockist, and we'll um, you know we can share it to the rest of the group. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah. Try try them direct. I know you mentioned about UK stores. I think when I bought a, a pair of Hocker One One, um, 
they were I, I found some on Amazon that but wasn't really Amazon it was a it was someone in Europe I can't remember but I paid a little bit more for mine um but yeah it's because they're they are quite popular I think supply has, has gone down a little bit the demands increased so it's always tough um, yeah. hopefully there's like um you know some new stock coming in because they're getting ever popular um you know and i hope you can find some yeah if not uh, there's there's others out there there's other you know if you want to the main old boutons um if you're playing um yeti bingo there's another one ticked off yeah um <laughs> we do say that on every live um yeah but let's know you get on loose and uh great to see you booked in mate i know you're coming with us to killy awesome yeah you'll love it i mean the boot the the um the Haka One Ones are really good as well. I think yeah. uh, Rasheen, who went to, um, I recommended them to her because we did Ben Nevis together, and she used a um, a B two boot for Ben Nevis that just chewed her feet to smithereens. Yeah. Um, and then I recommend she wanted something completely the opposite, so I recommended those for her. I think she said they were they were good. The fit was not hundred percent, but the cushioning was worth it. They're really popular with fell runners um you know stuff like that because of the because you can literally walk over a stone and it just gets absorbed by the by the soul yeah. which is about this thick um so yeah they are they are really good you do look a bit odd because they are like moon boots <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know they do add about that much on onto your height it's uh it's quite interesting yeah, for me but cause... you do feel like you're walking yeah. on air you know they are amazing um <laughs> so yeah check them out but go direct i've only ever gone direct because um yeah. they're you know if you have to send stuff back it's always easier to send them back to the the maker Nice, Dave. Nice. Um, Jerome asked another question a bit earlier. Um, I know someone put a couple of comments, but Yetis, who decides on mandatory helicopter evac? So, yeah, I presume, um, Jerome, so if someone is at that stage where they need to get out there, um, it's always the guide, uh, you know, because they're, they're they're highly trained, very experienced when it comes to high altitude. Um, you know, they'll know whether you need to get out there or not. Um, you know, they'll never, I say force is the wrong word, but, you know, like I've been with someone who, you know, it's very, very rare occasion um, you have to get evacuated. But if you do, uh, I remember, you know, we had to have a conversation with someone who didn't want to go down. And it was a challenge one. It was a few tears, you know, because it is hard. You imagine you've gone all that way and, and, and she was, it was very difficult. She was having symptoms. Some of them she hadn't told us for days. And it was, you know, it was kind of, it reached that scenario. We needed to get it down to, to the hospital. Um you know, but I, as I said to her, you know, life is, is more important than getting to these places sometimes. And they're not going anywhere. You can come back again. And, you know, if you're, you've you got to kind of have that gauge. And if you have reached that point, then, yeah, the guide will, will make the decision. Yeah. Um, you know, because everyone will say, no, 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 I want to go on. I want to go on. I want to go on. And we know what it's like. Like, we're never, you know, we're all adults. We all talk about, you know, things that are happening, how you're feeling. You know, we'll look at your... Um, uh, you know your heart rate your oxygen levels you know well, there'll be other stuff you know how are you eating how are you keeping hydrated you know how's your head um you know what's your energy levels looking like you know there's guys will look out for things and almost notice things even without telling them and they'll they'll always come up to you and see how you're feeling you, you can maybe go on to diamox there's other ways but the real last resort then yeah um the guide uh, will be getting you out of there um and but like just just to be transparent like it's um even though the guide makes the decision, they'll always have conversations with you leading up to it. And it's never just a out of the blue situation. Yeah. It's, you know, there'll be days if, if you, if you reach that position, you would have been feeling that way for days. And that's why we, we rarely have it because the guides will spot it before things happen. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to get headaches. You're going to feel maybe a bit ill. 
um, altitude does these things to you uh, sometimes, and um, sometimes they can be controlled. It's obviously the the one that you can't control them, and you've gone over the edge a little bit. That uh, we want to get you out of there, but I suppose the the point I'm getting at is that the guys are really experienced. They very rarely let you get to that stage. Yeah, exactly. It means then they haven't been checking you the couple of days before, which they always do. Um, you know, but uh, obviously sometimes it happens, and you're like, right, okay, right, guys, I've had enough now. I, I've tried my hardest. Um, but I'm going, you know, I'm turning around. And you yeah. know what? That's never want to force people on. Um, you know, there's been a lot of negative media a couple of years ago where, you know, there were companies out there, fortunately not not our guys, because, you know, they, they, they know we're just, we can't, we won't stand for it. But the, um, essentially, there were people rushing people up the mountains to get evacuated who would then get kickbacks. And luckily that's been like nipped in the bud now uh, across the industry. Um if two people do get evacuated, it's because they need to get out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was probably, yeah. what, 10 years ago at its highest or something yeah, like that. But yeah. um, it's, uh, yeah, and, and to be honest, it's really rare that you'll get a situation where someone really needs to go down but won't, yeah. you know, and then yeah. the, the guide has to make that sort of call. Um, most people, when they're in a condition where they need to be evacuated, like it's compo- it's it's mandatory, yeah, they they they, they want to go down, <laughs> you know, like like you you don't feel great. There are a few special exceptions, perhaps where people are incredibly stubborn and or, or perhaps that's the wrong word. Incredibly determined might be more flattering. Um, where yeah. you after where you actually the the reason you have the guide there is not just to show you the way. The way is not very complicated. You can figure that out on your own. You have your guide there to guide you there safely. Yeah. Um, and you're paying them to look after your best interests when you're perhaps not capable of doing so. So um, having someone sort of looking over you, checking over you, allowing you to have the freedom to have an adventure whilst also knowing that they're going to keep you healthy and send you back in the same condition you arrived in. <laughs> you know, that's what they're there for. Exactly. Just seeing um, uh, Michael Gillies. Mike, how are you doing? Um, yeah, he's just talking about your accident, Dave. Um, you did the same thing ski in April 2017. And then, yeah, I do remember... Um, I think we we did uh, catch you in EBC a couple of years later, but uh, Mike, I hope you're well. Hope life is treating you well, mate. Nice to see you on the live as well. Um, but right, Dave, what, any other questions? Oh, mate? Michael Gillies. So was that on? Uh, I think Tengboche was I on my way up Tengboche, and they were on their way down Tengboche. Uh, no, we were going down. They were coming up. It was the other way round, was it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, we were on the way yeah. back to uh, Namche. Okay, yeah, I remember. Do you know what's getting confusing is because I actually went to base camp twice that year. Yeah, you did. And yeah. I saw Evertrackers both times, <laughs> so I know <laughs> I saw some people on the way down as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, I remember. Yeah, well, that's the one thing you know, like, you know, amazing that you did that. I heard it's uh, common with skiers and mountain bikers. Anytime there's a risk of torquing the knee too far, yeah, um, which is what happened to me. But um, yeah, I think it's amazing that you still did it and it, and it goes to yeah. show like at least for me having a goal a goal that sort of drives the recovery yeah is you know it's far more satisfying every time you reach a milestone every time you, you you're yeah. able to do something that you weren't after the injury knowing that you're actually going to be able to achieve something afterwards i mean i think you're more likely to shed a tear on the summit actually if you've uh you know come back from adversity yeah. and worked your way back and you know, you've gone through hell and high water to kind of get to the top. And then when you get there, I imagine yeah. it was a, it was an immense release, but awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, and, it, and it reminds me of what, what you said there about when you go through challenges. And I think even the last 12 months for everyone and, you know, who have had trips in and some of the, some people were like, the trip was kind of rescheduled or like, guys, you can't do it. 
like a day or two before they went uh, back, especially back in March last year. And I think, um, I know we're talking about injuries today, but just that and and when that gets taken away from you and then when you eventually do get there, I, I think what Dave said there has more of an impact when you actually achieve it. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I, yeah, I definitely share those sentiments, Dave. Uh, you know, like we can't wait to get back. Uh, like you guys, um, you know, can't wait. Certainly, uh, certainly in Nepal uh, in the autumn. Uh, yeah, we can't wait. And um, and we did have a bit of news actually. Whilst we're talking about Nepal, um, we were chatting to Anuj uh, back end. I think it might be midway through last week, and they had some good news uh, in terms of the vaccinations in Nepal. And you know, we we I, I totally. Well, I wanted to share it last week, but obviously I, I wasn't doing too well last week after my COVID chat. Um, but yeah, with uh, basically all the, the guides and the staff and the ground staff would all be vaccinated um, by September, which was like really good news for us to hear. Um, you know, meaning that obviously once things open up in the UK, we're allowed to travel and yeah. obviously it's not on the, on the red list. They were able to, to get back, um, you know, to Nepal, essentially. I mean, obviously the other countries as well. But so whilst we're talking about the poor. So, yeah, I just want to share that news with you guys that all our guides uh, in Nepalese guides and the staff and the people at the hotels, um, you know, the people who will be taking care of you will all be vaccinated by September. So, yeah, yeah. a bit of good news from there. I, I thought I'd um, yeah, like to share. Awesome. Um, so Lindsay Ann Willits has asked, how wide are Mendel Bhutan's? I have yeah. <laughs> wide flipper feet for a lady. Any ladies wear men's boots? That was actually probably going to be my suggestion, which was, um, I yeah. know uh, uh, ladies' boots tends to be a bit narrower, um, you know, but I think, yeah, the, the ne- if they're too tight, then try the, try the men's boot because yeah. they're almost identical. I'm not aware of many changes other than the width of the boot, really, um, that, that kind of makes a difference so i would try the men's or um there are some other brands out there that you know do offer sort of wider um wider boots i think scarpa are pretty wide actually normally for uh, it tends to be the italian brand it tends to be quite narrow but they're quite wide um Oh, I see Shona's mentioned as well. Um, Salawa boots, they're really good. Altberg again. Um, There are wide boots out there. And then the other option is going for something like a um, a non-leather boot, you know, that's going to have a bit more give in it and stuff like that. Personally, I think the Mandels are... They're, they're, they're prob- they probably just sit in the middle. You know, they're not narrow. They're not wide. I could probably do with about like a millimeters more width yeah. on my Mandels, but it, it's not enough that it bothers me. And once I'm, once I'm wearing them, it's fine. Um, but yeah, they're probably just an average fit, I would say, the Mandels. Yeah, I think there's a few... In an ideal situation, we'd like to get into the store, get down there and try them on. But I know it's quite challenging at the moment with different stores. But if you are able to... Um, you know, like personally, I, I probably don't do it the recommended way, but I order online and I get them and I try them on. If I don't fit, I then send them back because to keep them indoors, you can do that. Um, but you know, nine times out of ten, because I'm a size nine and nines always fit me, I never really have an issue. Um, you know, obviously with 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 decent hiking socks as well. But yeah, um, Dave had some good options there. But if you can get into a store and try them. Uh, yeah. Or order them online. Just don't take them outside because I think once you use the soles, they, uh, once you use the grips, they, they don't send them. You can't send them back. So wear them around the house. And if they do, if you, I know ideally you want to get a good hike on them, but if you can't, and all you can do is around the house, at least maybe go up your stairs and see how they feel. And if they do feel too tight, then send them back and get a different size or a different boot. Yeah, awesome. Um, but yeah, it's always a challenge, isn't it? it sometimes you're never going to get the perfect boot that fits, but if you can get them that. Are, just right when you're wearing a decent thick hiking sock you know because these boots you're gonna have decent 
thickness of hiking socks when you're out there, then those are those are the babies that are going to work. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Um, Kath Jones asked any news on the yeah. jackets from Nepal, guys. We know we've got to get them out. <laughs> they have arrived, yeah. so yes. we have them. Um, it's just been a little bit busy. We off the back of the Kilimanjaro competition, yeah. And then, um, then there was it was vaccine week last week. Um, so Andy had his, I had mine the following day. Um, a little yeah, rough there. Side effects, but it was all and good. Then, all fine, yeah, then. exactly. I mean, well worth it, you know. I mean, I the example yeah. I gave to someone was, you know, like I said, don't let feeling a bit rough put you off getting the vaccine. I mean, how yeah. many times have you gone to the pub of a night knowing you're going to be rough the next day? It's, <laughs> it's not as bad as like a bad hangover. It's just a bit rough. But actually, yeah. we were planning on doing it sort of Monday, but um, my bad. Um, <laughs> but what I'm going to try and yeah. do is, uh, as soon as I can get back to the office with Andy, we'll um, we'll work it out and get them done and get them out as soon as we can. Yeah, we've got a batch to do. Um, you know, we, but they, yeah, well, they have arrived and we've got the second batch then. As soon as we get up to a certain size, um, just I know we've we've talked about it a little bit before around uh, because it's a sort of charity um, raising money for for the guys um, over in Nepal. It's yeah, we have to have a certain amount to make it worth it, you know, in terms of getting getting additional money. But um, you know, if you had ordered a jacket, just to say a big thank you as well for your patience, um, and also for um, you know what you did for the guys because you know we had some uh, you know we had some supplies and some money that was divvied out to all the people, all the guides and the staff in Kathmandu who've been struggling. Um, these are the people that haven't got sort of farms to grow their crops and things like that. You know, it's very tough. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been over a year now with no customers, which you know is, is is unheard of uh but it's part of the world it is now but yeah just want to say another thank you from from us guys and uh i'll never stop saying thank you i know you probably get bored no. of it but i'll always say thank you because it means a lot to me that um you know supporting our guys and yeah it's uh yeah it's good it's, and, well, the- yeah but do have a little bit of patience we'll try and get them out as soon as we can regarding these jackets i know you're excited to receive them and i can't wait to see the pictures when you get them because i know we've done a, a batch before which went down an absolute storm so yeah thanks guys awesome nice dave right a couple more questions then i know we've, we've covered covered a lot today um let's have a look uh how you feel oh yeah jerome thanks mate yeah feeling good um just got those dave any other questions that you spotted mate i know um guys if there's any questions as well just before we kind of sign off um do throw them our way around injuries yeah. anything around kit um i know we usually sort of last around 50 minutes to an hour but we're coming up to that now so any questions guys fire them away exactly. um, lauren as well um virtually elbow us in the ribs if we've missed anything um i did yeah. notice someone asked i can't remember who it was do we do medals for killy um not yet but it's probably something we'll look to do in the future um yeah. the way the the nature of the way that we build these trips is that the more popular they get the more we're able to kind of offer for people killy's yeah. massively popular but covid has obviously meant that you know it's a we're sort of a um we've had to hang fire but um yeah, yeah we, we want to, we've got this sort of ideal of what our trips look like and ebc is certainly there and we all yeah. of our trips will ultimately reach the same standard and get the same goodies as well yeah, um nice. it's always yeah, um i think ah, lucy okay <laughs> <laughs> no we, we're always um when it comes to uh our trips we're always looking to add value and even if that's you know when you, when you book in and it wasn't kind of there like we've launched the app which is kind of, kind of exciting thing for us working that we were working on that for a while um you know and i hope um i know probably about 95 percent of people now have up to the end of 2022 have had their access to the app we've been moving forward um over the following weeks next couple of weeks with yep. 2023 24 so you know just um yeah the access will be coming out for that and same with the 
the medals. We we were hoping to do medals for all the all the trips eventually. Um, but again, these things sort of take time, and as trips get more popular, it's a lot easier for us to do it. Um, but yeah, it's it's always a little bit of a Brucey bonus. But um, you know, yeah, thanks for for bearing with us for that, guys. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's been it's been it's been awesome, Dave. Actually, one thing we did forget um, is a, a nice new trip that we've. Um, we were talking about a little bit earlier. Do you want to oh, valid, go through that? Valid point, yeah. So um, <laughs> we're always working on these new trips. I, it's always kind of scary when we talk about a new trip because I know now 50 people are going to email about, do this, <laughs> do this, do this. Um, we are working on all of them. But um, Patagonia, yes. um, which is very exciting. So um, one of the trips that we've, um, me and Andy have been really super excited about and we've been working on behind the scenes and is now, uh, ready is the Patagonia Icefields trek, which is a remarkable trek because it's slightly, it's a slightly different flavor than what we normally do. Yeah. Um, so normally our trips are, are focused on the challenge being the high altitude achievement, um, but actually the altitude in the Patagonia trek is not the extreme part of it. Um, yeah. It's the third largest ice fields after the North and South Poles. Um, so really, the only way to get a visual is think of sort of you know the North and South Pole, <laughs> you know that that sort of ice shelf, vast openness, yeah. um, and it's going to be a type of trip where you start in Patagonia, you go to some glacier. There's a little moment where you cross into Chile as well, but the yeah. real exciting part is the um, is sort of the expedition style trip yeah. on the ice fields. So that means that you'll be carrying your own kit and man hauling um a select uh, a section of the the group's kit as well so yeah. everyone's going to be man hauling their kit everyone's going to be responsible um for chipping in with the camp uh, building and collapsing it's really going to give a, a a good flavor of what it perhaps is like to do um an expedition like that so yeah that's going to be awesome i mean there's so many more amazing things about this trip as well but that uh, as a yeah, snapshot it's... as well it's a real. It is different um, in kind of a way because it's not extreme altitude, but it's extreme in terms of where you where you're at. Um, yeah. You know the conditions, the weather. Um, you know, in terms of when we when we're doing these, um, I think we, we go from sort of November due to the end of January is kind of um, I say peak season, but it's it's where they they basically there's a lot of snow bridges so you can cross over the glaciers, which is quite cool. Um, then as you as you kind of get get closer, so you get sort of uh, February and March. Those snow bridges tend to go away, but it's quite quick. So it's the warmest part, but you've got to obviously get around those glaciers. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty epic. And we we wanted to do this one for a while. Uh, we're working with our team over in South America, getting this one. Yeah. And uh, Diane, whoa, <laughs> uh, Diane always books onto every single one of our new trips. But um, yeah, definitely have a look at the guide, guys. Um, if it's If it's for you, it is a little bit different. It is hard. It is challenging. We always say that. I mean, when I was thinking about sort of what experience you need, you know, what, what sort of level of fitness, you know, we hate to say no to everyone. But what I would say is, you know, if you've been on a trip or you're, 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 and you're into multi-day trekking, um, you know, you've, maybe you've done a trip with us already or you'll do a trip before you get to this, highly, highly valuable, um, you know, because you're going to be tested and you will be challenged and it will be difficult weather. But that's what we hear, you know. If you want to go to Disneyland, you go Sh to Disneyland. Shona's, Shona's downloaded the guide already. I just had a notification <laughs> saying Shona Baird's downloaded the Patagonia guide. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. you know, Just a second, Andy, stuff. Yeah, it is, like, slightly different, yeah. you know. So, um, in terms of the physicality of the trip, being able to transport yeah. the gear and stuff like that, I think having some prior experience is going to be, um, is going to be valuable. But yeah. this is one of those that I'm super excited about, you know. Um, exploring more of South America. I mean... <laughs> 
well, we were Machu Picchu, Chimborazo, and Cotopaxi, um, Aconcagua, you know, Patagonia. You know, there's, yeah, we've got some then, cool trips there now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just watching Katie on there as well. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, have a little look, guys. Let us know what you think. Um, I mean, this is kind of, you know, we, we announced it on here just a little bit of a, like a soft launch, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll be sort of pushing it out there, um, you know, over the over the coming weeks and, and months. Um, again, it's really exciting. It's one of many. I mean, uh, we got a couple more to share with you um, real soon. And I know we, we, we've kind of been waiting for so long to launch some of these trips. I mean, Albrus, just to let you know, is like really yeah. close right now. Um, but we don't want to forget about our bread and butter, which is Altitude and which is also Nepal. And so we got another brand new trip in Nepal coming soon, um, which is fantastic. And those two are kind of the next two. And then after those two is something that um, your dad was telling me he wants to do, Dave. Um, and I don't want to give too much away, but it's not in Nepal and it's uh, it's close to Nepal. Yeah, uh, and it's very high, uh, and yeah, I'm quite excited about that one. But yeah, um, have a look, guys. Um, download the guide, have a little look. If it's for you, drop us an email info at evertrek.co.uk or drop us via the messenger on the website uh, or a message here on Facebook. Um, and we'd love to, to sort of discuss that with you. Um, and yeah, other than that, guys, yeah, anything else, Dave, before we kind of finish up? Um, only just a, a, once again, just to say thank you to everyone this message. Yeah. You know, I am going to spend time getting trying to get back to everyone that's emailed me, everyone that's messaged on Facebook and stuff like that. Um, I said to Andy, yeah, I'll do it this afternoon. And then when I looked, I was like, wait, there's 200 people. <laughs> so uh, but I'm going to try and get back to everyone. But yeah. um, just just so everyone knows, it's, it really has meant a lot. It really did change my mindset. And it's part of what informed this live, you know, about... You yeah. know, if you are injured or you're recovering from, you know, any type of injury, illness um, that set you back, having a goal in mind has really helped me. Having the support of the Evertrek community has really helped me. Um, and I know I'm only right at the beginning, so I know I'm going to be relying on you guys um, far more than I am those crutches, I tell you. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, so again, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, cheers, guys. All right, well, we'll leave you all there and have a wonderful week. I know we've got some good weather in the UK. Uh, definitely in Australia, I'm sure, Leah. Uh, but yeah, uh, great to, to see you all as always. And we will catch you next Tuesday. Excellent. Take care, guys. Bye. Look after those knees. <laughs> awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in? But I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. <laughs>